Hey friends, how's it going? Welcome back to another video. Today I'm going to be running you through how to basically break a plateau in revenue. So if you keep making the same amount of money every single month and a pattern is developed where you're not growing, this video will basically serve the purpose of giving you multiple ideas or techniques that you can use to break that plateau, decisions you can make, perceptions you can adopt. I've had to break probably about 12 plateaus in business. It's just as painful to plateau it 500 grand a month as it is at 10 grand a month, right? The same underlying psychological principles apply. If you are a conscientious person and you are addicted to and value consistent progress and growth, not having that in any way, shape or form makes you feel very uncomfortable. So I promise this video will help you. I have developed a pretty specific playbook for um, just completely shattering plateaus and making sure that I'm just constantly on the increase. All right, let's get into the video, let's go. All right, so if you're not familiar with me, my name is Charlie Morgan. I built and scaled an agency to seven figures and a coaching business near enough to eight figures. Now my income over the last roughly, what has it been, like seven years or so, um, has looked something like this, all right? So it's gone like this. So I started at zero, making absolutely no money at all, and now I'm making roughly $1 million um, every month with my coaching company. Now, revenue for full transparency, cash collected, we're doing about 600, 700 grand a month. Revenue booked about one to 1.2 million, so just so I'm being honest with you. But basically, this is what my incomes look like. It hasn't just shot up like this, right? It's actually gone, if you look at it and break it down, it goes in these sort of steps or, or stages, if that makes sense. And in this video, I'm going to basically walk you through my playbook for um, this part here, right? So when you when you plateau and when you sort of achieve this sort of stagnation in the company, what do you do to push through that and how do you grow it? So there's four things. Um, the first thing before we actually get into the strategies is we need to reframe the way that you perceive what a plateau actually is. So what people seem to look at business and how, the, how they see plateaus is they, they see a plateau as sort of like a stagnation, right? What you need to understand is that a plateau or a you know break point in revenue is not necessarily stagnation, it's more equilibrium, okay? So if you study nature or biology or evolution, this becomes very apparent in, in nature where what you find is the frequency or wavelength or whatever you want to call it of a population sort of plateaus and finds an equilibrium. So to, to keep a long story short and give you a very straightforward example to draw this point home without giving you a biology lesson, if you take the population of a species, right, let's say that it's, I don't know, like a deer or something, in a, a deer in a specific wood, um, it will find a peak, right? And then what will happen is at that peak, there's not enough food to support the population growth any further, or there's there's environmental constraints or predation that ultimately brings the population down to a certain low, at which point there's an abundance of resources, shelter, food, etc., which then brings it back up to the top, right? And so what we do is we basically find an equilibrium or a state of um, consistent like lack of flux, if that makes sense. And this is how nature works. And it's the same thing in business where basically the input equals the output, right? And so <clears throat> when you're looking at a business, right, and when you're looking at the numbers on the balance sheet and you're looking at your Stripe account and you're feeling all this pain because you're plateaued, you have to understand that what looks like a plateau is actually an equilibrium. You have achieved a state where what is going in is essentially the same as what is going out. Now, obviously you're making profit, so it's not quite, the model doesn't quite apply perfectly, but it's where like you you have a certain amount of input, right? And then like, because when your plateau will probably be more like this, right? It's gonna It's gonna fluctuate. It's not, you're not actually going to like, you know, make exactly the same amount of money every time, 
but it's more of like a little wavelength like this where you have like a good like week and then you have like a bad week and a good week and a bad week and then maybe you have three good weeks and then one really bad week but either way like the the you know average sum or the regression to the mean of this wavelength is the plateau right and so that's the first thing is you have to see it as more of a wavelength going up and down and, and oscillating between a specific average as opposed to just a flat line because it's not a flat line right it's the, it's the same way nature does it so you have to you have to get this point. So what this means, right, is we can actually probably, if you if you observe this critically, we can identify peaks and troughs in the company. And so it comes down to the simplest way to break a plateau is ask yourself, what am I doing to achieve the peaks, and what am I doing to achieve the troughs, right? Like when things when when we're at the top of this average, like what's going on? Like, what are we changing? Am I working harder? Is the team pulling together more? Are we doing more team meetings? Is it, is, is it this that's happening? Is it because if I, I introduced a new ad copy, some new creative? Like, th this wavelength always has cause and effect. And often the, the good balances out the bad or the bad balances out the good. So the first thing I do to breaking a plateau is I assess, like, the mean average of this. And then I ask myself what I'm doing to get here and what I'm doing to get here. And then literally the first playbook, the first way to do this is literally just as simple as doing more of what gets you here and doing less of what gets you here, right? So relatively simple, but let's actually um, take a look at these four sort of strategies, if that makes sense. It, the easiest way probably to do this, or the one that makes the most sense, is to increase the efficiency, right? So in order to effectively break a plateau, we have to learn how to think in systems. Now, if you want to do this properly and you're really committed to doing this, I'd recommend reading Thinking in Systems by Donella Meadows, 350-page book on the fundamental thinking principles and the core elements of the discipline of systems thinking, all right? But for now, we'll just talk about increasing efficiency. So what does this mean, right? What does it mean to increase efficiency? Well, efficiency is obviously the rate at which something does what it's supposed to do. And so you need to start to look at your business as a system, which means you need to start looking at it as a pipe, essentially, right, in, in a real simple form. And this pipe, you know, you're going to have this, your business is going to have lots of pipes. You're going to have a pipe for service delivery. You're going to have a pipe for client onboarding. You're going to have a pipe for hiring people. You're going to have a pipe for client acquisition. Typically, if you've got a plateau in revenue, the efficiency issue is going to lie specifically with the acquisition pipe, right? with the amount of money that you're actually bringing into the business, all right? So we'll focus on that. So to increase efficiency, um, step 1.1, right, is basically to identify the bottleneck, right? So a bottleneck is obviously, uh, is what it says on the tin. It's basically a point in a system at which there is a choke point, whereby value is restricted. The flow of value is restricted by a bottleneck, right? And so here, you know, you've got a big flow, big flow, and then here you've got this little bottleneck where not as much can flow through, if that makes sense. And so what you want to do is identify the bottleneck, and then 1.2 is literally just fix it, right? So find the reason why the, the not enough value is flowing through the system, and then address that with a solution. Um, obviously, it can be a little bit more complicated than that, but how do we find this out? Like, how do we diagnose a bottleneck? Well, we use percentage rates, or also known as metrics. So we have conversion rates at every stage of the process through this pipe. So let's say that for someone to become a client, they have to go through five stages of conversion. If we can identify the point at which the, the conversion rate is lowest, or the point at which the conversion rate is most restrictive, we can look at that conversion rate, we can isolate that system, we can look at it in the macro, explore the variables that make it up, 
and then switch the variables in the DNA of the system and then reintroduce that system into the pipe to see if it has an impact on our ability to convert. All right, so that's step number one. The first thing I do if I've got a plateau is I look to increase the efficiency of my systems, right? I find the problem, right? It's just like, it's just like literally, I mean, I've never done plumbing or electrician work before, but I'd imagine it's similar to that where, you know, you go to a, like, go to a house if you're a plumber, right? And let's say that the water's not working, right? All you're going to do is you're going to look at the pipes and you're going to go in there and find it and find the point at which the water's not able to flow and then basically just release that right through, I don't know what plumbers really do, but you get the point. So that's step one. Um, step two is increase price, right? Now, can't get credit for this mental model. I'm afraid this one comes from Hormozy, but stage two is to increase the price. A very simple and straightforward solution. This is actually the playbook that I've been using recently where I was plateaued at about $500,000 a month and all we did, so we went from 500 grand a month to near enough 700 grand a month in basically two months and all we did was increase the price by 20%. What you have to understand is that like if you are confident with acquisition and your conversion system is, is pretty good, you can pretty much always almost, almost always get away with a 10 to 20% increase in price and doing that gradually and just testing the market to see if it works. Um, obviously you have to increase the value of the product in alignment with that. You can't just randomly increase the price because you feel like breaking through a plateau. It has to make sense for the customer and there still has to be more value perceived than the price. That's obviously how you grow and build a company. Do just like, if you, if you increase the price by 20%, and Ceteris Paribus, all other variables stay the same and you keep converting, then you've just increased your revenue by 20%. It's a very simple playbook. It's a very easy way to sort of just get more value out of your business and just build more cash. Um, and I've used this multiple times. I think since um, since starting my first program with Imperium, um, near enough two years ago, since we started Imperium, um, we've probably gone through 10 price increases um, as we've just got better and, and improved the product and stuff. Um, and we will go through more. So, you know, if you want to buy my thing before the price goes up, the link's in the description. I'm fucking with you. But you get the point, right? It's um pretty simple way to do it. So number three da, 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 is to increase input volume. Volumes is a pretty simple mental model. Um, it just revolves around like how much you put in is how much you get out. So if you come back to this pipe analogy here, right? Let's just redraw the pipe. Even if you have bottlenecks and restrictions or choke points at certain points of the system that restrict value. Let's say that every month you are introducing 1,000 business owners to your service, and every month as a result of that, um, I don't know, you're making $3,000 a month, right? With a coaching offer or something. What we can do here is if we want to increase the amount of money we're making, right? Like I said, we can increase the price because if we increase the price, you know, from, I don't know, maybe maybe, maybe we sell a product for $1,000 here, right? And we're, we're closing three clients every month, which means we've got a 0.3% um, total conversion rate on the system, which is obviously, you know, because we've got these bottlenecks in the middle here, so value can't flow properly. But if we can't be bothered to fix the bottlenecks or we can't see a clear solution to do that, obviously the first, the second solution, right, is to increase the price. Instead of charging $1,000, we just charge 1500 Then obviously we're now going to bump up our revenue, um, you know, near enough by half. Let's say we don't want to increase the price and let's say that we don't want to um, mess around with the system and try to fix any bottlenecks, right? What we can do... Dun, dun, dun. Drum roll, please. Pretty simple math here. What we can do is just reach out to 2,000 people. So we just double the volume. Or we could do like 2,000 people is obviously going to be $6,000, right? Or if we even want to go harder, we could do 3,000 people and then we get $9,000, right? Fundamentally, systems are restricted by the volume of input that flows through them. That's the true bottleneck. <laughs> the, the true bottleneck of a system is the initial input volume. 
Okay. And so this is simple. Now, don't fall into the trap of thinking this is a mental model. It doesn't always reflect reality. So don't always fall into the trap of thinking that systems are linear, where, you know, if I send 200 emails, um, I get I get five clients. So that means if I send 400 emails, I must get 10, right? Certain systems break with non-linear scale and you must account for that. If something's non-linear, it basically means that there are multiple, the, the cause and effect chain that influences how the system performs um, isn't necessarily straightforward and congruent with just simple cause and effect. It means that if I fuck with something over here, then the outcome can be completely different over here. So systems are non-linear by nature, especially client acquisition systems, especially ones that revolve around paid traffic and outbound and stuff and inbound. So basically all of them. So just be aware of this, but generally rule of thumb, if you want more, just increase the volume input. Why people don't think like this is, is beyond me, right? But a lot of people don't because, well, they're not taught um, simple systems thinking. Um, so number four, it's less of a business thing and more of a personal thing. However, as we know, like, or at least as I've, as I've discovered many times, like business problems are personal problems in disguise. Um, and this is basically where you have a plateau in self, right? So generally speaking, your income or your revenue is aligned to how much you deserve to make that money or it's aligned to your skill set, it's aligned to the value you provide personally to the market, how intelligent you are, how good you are at making decisions, how disciplined you are, etc., etc., etc. The fourth and final point, and the fourth and final thing that I use to essentially make more money and break through plateaus in my company is just working on myself. <laughs> I know that's like a horrible cliche, like, oh, just work on yourself. Like it's a very um, trite and shallow answer to give someone. But I truly mean that the biggest breakthroughs in my company have come through breakthroughs in myself. Um, I'll give you a prime example of this, right? So I'm just, I'll make it, I'll make it brief. So I was making um, about hundred grand a month, right? And this was near enough 12 months ago now. So really we've, in the last 12 months, we've gone from hundred K a month to about a million a month. But I was making 100 grand a month and this was um, this was plateaued very consistently. Right? I met, it's like 83,000 pounds per month was my average revenue for about four or five months. I was basically just like plateaued, right? Making seven figures. Oh, what a shame, seven figures. But you get the point, right? And what I did is I started doing um, some shadow work, right? Shadow work is a, um, a method to remove parts of you that you don't want or to integrate them, right? Anyway, I was doing some shadow work. I was doing some work on myself, on my brain, basically, on my mindset. I was bullied between the ages of 11 and really 13. I was bullied at school for quite a long time. And it was sucked and it was horrible. I pushed it down, I repressed it. But on this shadow work, I started talking about being bullied. I promise I'm going somewhere with this. And it basically turned out that... I had this 11-year-old version of me locked deep down into my brain and that 11-year-old version of me would constantly self-sabotage my efforts in business because fundamentally part of me believed I was powerless. So if you've had trauma in the past and it's been it's really bad, then what your brain does is it doesn't want to deal with it. So it just pushes it down and pushes it down. And then what happens is basically you have this unconscious fragment of yourself that lives in this state of trauma, even though you don't know it. And so what I was basically doing with my company is I would get to like a hundred grand a month. And then I fundamentally, I just didn't have the psychological will to push through that because fundamentally I believe that I was so powerless and that I had no control of my life and that making any more money than this would mean that I did have that. So this is some like fucking woo-wah shit you could say but it worked really well and literally like within 24 hours of doing this shadow work and and near enough actually if i'm honest with you just crying for a whole hour about it i came up with the vision for my company and 
lo and behold, 12 months later, we now do a million a month or 700 grand a month of cash, million booked revenue. Yeah, that was literally like the the turning point for the, for the break in, probably the biggest break in plateau I've ever had. Because I've plateaued before at like 20K and then like 30K and then like 50K and then like 60K. But like, I just was like, as soon as I cleared that shit out, as soon as I cleared out my, my psychological shit, bang, just went fucking mad, right? So I truly believe that like the biggest jumps in business success for me have been the biggest jumps in personal growth and success. And that doesn't have to be anything unrelated to business like, you know, therapy or something like that. But it's more so if I like, let's say that I read a really good book and that, that book increases my ability to make great decisions by 0.3%, right? If I read enough of those books, then eventually my decision-making abilities improved, blah, 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 blah. You kind of get the point. It's the same with why we have coaches, why we have mentors. You are the business. The business sits on top of you. If you have a flaw, the business will have a flaw. If you have a success, the business will have a success. All right. So those are the four methods that I use to personally break through plateaus. Um, like I said, the, the main thing to understand at the beginning is it is, it is a equilibrium. It is um, a balance. Now, if you need more clients, there's a link in the description. You can click it. It's a sales video of me trying to sell you something because I want to make money. Check it out. I don't care if you do or not, but I just want to let you know it's there. And um, have a good day. Subscribe if you're new. Take care.